0: Chapter Fifty One of The Maid of Scar. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Maid of Scar by R.D. Blackmore. Chapter Fifty One. Triple Education. Master Roger Burke Rolls had proved himself a schoolmaster of the very driest honesty this expression upon afterthought i beg to use expressly my own honesty is of a truly unusual and choice character and i have not found say a dozen men fit anyhow to approach it but there is always a sense of humour and a view of honour wagging in among my principles to such an extent that they never get dry as the multiplication table does master burkrolls was a man of too much mind for joking therefore upon the very first morning after my return and even before our breakfast-time he poured me out such a lot of coin as i never did hope to see himself regarding them as no more than so many shells of the sea to count all these he had saved from my pay in a manner wholly beyond my imagination because though i love to make money of people i soon let them make it of me again and this was my instinct now but roger laid his thin hand on the heap most gravely and through his spectacles watched me softly so that i could not be wroth with him friend llewellyn i crave your pardon all this money is lawfully yours neither have i or anybody the right to meddle with it but i beg you to consider what occasions may arise for some of these coins hereafter also if it should please the lord to call me away while you are at sea what might become of the dear child bunny without this mammon to procure her friends would you have her like poor andalusia dependent upon charity hush i whispered too late however for there stood bardie herself a slim light-footed and graceful child about ten years old just then i think her dress of slate-coloured stuff was the very plainest of the plain and made by hands more familiar with the needle than the scissors no ornament or even change of colour was she decked with not so much as a white crimped frill for the fringes of hair to dance upon no child that came to the well so long as she possessed a mother ever happened to be dressed in this denying manner but two girls blessed with good stepmothers having children of their own were endued as was known already with dresses cut from the self-same remnant now as she looked at roger berkwels with a steadfast wonder not appearing for the moment to remember me at all a deep spring of indefinite sadness filled her dark gray eyes with tears charity she said at last if you please sir what is charity charity my dear is kindness the natural kindness of good people is it what begins at home sir as they say in the copy books yes my dear but it never stops there it is a most beautiful thing it does good to everybody you heard me say my dear child that you are dependent on charity it is through no fault of your own remember but by the will of god you need not be ashamed to depend on the kindness of good people her eyes shone for a moment with bright gratitude towards him for reconciling her with her pride and then being shy at my presence perhaps she turned away just as she used to do and said to herself very softly i would rather have a home though i would rather have a home and a father and mother of my own instead of beautiful charity master Rolls told me when she was gone that many children of the place had no better manners than to be always shouting after her when coming back from the sand-hills where's your father where's your mother where's your home delushy this of course was grievous to her and should never have been done, and I let Roger know that his business was to stop any scandal of this kind, but he declared that really the whole of his mind was taken up, and much of his body also, in maintaining rule and reason through the proper hours. After school time it was not the place of the schoolmaster, but of the parson of the parish, or by deputy churchwardens, or failing them the clerk, and if he were out of the way the sexton, to impress a certain tone of duty on the young ones especially the sexton, need not even call his wife to help, if he would but have the wit to cultivate more young thoughtfulness by digging a grave every other day and trusting the Lord for orders. It was not long before Delushy learned some memory of me, partly with the aid of Bunny, partly through the ship I made. Such as no other man could turn out, partly through my uniform, and the rest of it by means of goodness, only can tell what a man who is knocked about all over rounds and flats and sides of mountains also kicked into and out of every hole and corner and the strong and weak places of the earth and upset after all the most by his fellow creature's doings although he may have started with more principle than was good for him comes home in the end to look at results far more than causes this was exactly mine own case i can hardly state it more clearly i wanted no praise from anybody because i felt it due to me a fellow who doubts about himself may value approbation and such was the case with me perhaps while misunderstood by the magistrates but now all the money which i had saved under stewardship of rolls enabled all my household to stand up and challenge calumny there is a depth of tender feeling in the hearts of welshmen such as cannot anywhere else be discovered by a welshman heartily we love to find man or woman of our own kin even at the utmost nip of the calipers of pedigree doing anything which reflects a spark of glory on us of this man or woman even we make all the very utmost to the extremest point where truth assuages patriotism the whole of our neighbourhood took this matter from a proper point of view and sent me such an invitation to a public dinner that i was obliged to show them all the corners of the road when the stupid fellows thought it safer to conduct me home again upon that festive occasion also sandy macraw took a great deal too much so entirely in honour of me that I felt the deepest good-will towards him before the evening was over, even going so far it appears as to discharge him from all back-rent for the use of my little frigate. I certainly could not remember such an excess of generosity upon the following morning, until he pulled off his hat and showed me the following document, inscribed with a pencil on the lining, Dearest and best of friends, after the glorious tribute paid by the generous Scotchman to the humble but warm-hearted Cambrian, the latter would be below contempt if he took a penny from him. Signed, David Llewellyn, witness, Reese Hopkins, chairman, his mark after this and the public manner of my execution there was nothing to be said except that sandy macraw was below contempt for turning to inferior use the flow of our finest feelings therefore i went with some indignation to resume possession of my poor boat which might as well have been sandy's own during the last five years and more however i could not deny that the scotchman had kept his part of the contract well for my boat was beautifully clean and in excellent repair in a word as good as new almost so i put miss delushy on board of her with bunny for the lady's-mate and finding a strong ebb under us i paddled away towards scar and landed bravely at pool tavern for poor black Evan lay now in our churchyard by the side of his live bold sons having beheld the white horse as plainly as any of the coroner's jury the reason was clear enough to all who know anything of medicine to wit his unwise and pernicious step in prostituting his constitution to the use of water If any unfortunate man is harassed with such want of self-respect, and utter distrust of providence, as well as unpleasantcy of behaviour towards all worthy neighbours, and black ingratitude to his life as to make a vow for ever never to drink any good stuff again, that man must be pitied largely, but let no one speak harshly of him, because he must so soon be dead, and this in half the needful time, if formerly he went on too much.' poor moxie now with young watkin only carried on this desert farm it was said that no farmer ever since the abbots were turned out could contrive to get on at scar one after the other failed to get a return for the money sunk into the desolate sandy soil black evan's father took the place with a quarter of a bushel heaped with golden guineas of queen anne and very bravely he began but nothing ever came of it except that he hanged himself at last and left his son to go on with it What chance was there now for Moxie with no money, and one son only, and a far better heart than head? Nevertheless, she would not hear for one moment of such a thing as giving up to This little maid had a way of her own of winding herself into people's hearts, given to her by the Lord himself to make up for hard dealings. Moxie loved her almost as much as her own son Watkin, and was brought with the greatest trouble to consent to lose her often for the sake of learning because there never could be at SCAR the smallest chance of growing strongly into education. And everybody felt that Barty was of a birth and nature such as demanded this thing highly however even this public sentiment might have ended in talk alone if lady blue ed had not borne in mind her solemn pledge to me roger Rolls would have done his best of course to see to it but his authority in the parish hung for a while upon female tongues which forced him to be most cautious so that i though seven years absent am beyond doubt entitled to the credit of this child's scholarship i had seen the very beginning of it as i must have said long ago but what was that compared with all that happened in my absence Rolls was a mighty scholar knowing every book almost that ever in reason ought to have been indicted or indicted and his calm opinion was that he never had led into letters such a mind as bardie's she learned more in a week almost than all the rising generations sucked in for the quarter not a bit of milching knowledge could he gently offer her ere she dragged the whole of it out of his crop like a young pigeon feeding and sometimes she would put such questions that he could do nothing more than cover both his eyes up all such things are well enough for people who forget how much the body does outweigh the mind being meant of course to do so getting more food as it does and able to enjoy it more by reason of less daintiness but for my part i have always found it human prudence to prevent the mind or soul or other parts invisible from conspiracy to outgo what i can see and feel and manage and be punished for not heeding that is to say my body now the plan arranged for Bardie was the most perfect that could be imagined springing from the will of providence and therefore far superior to any human invention master burke rose told me that a human being may be supposed to consist principally of three parts the body which is chiefly water this i could not bear to hear of unless it were salt water which he said might be the case with me the mind which may be formed of air if it is formed of anything and the soul which is strong spirit and for that reason keeps the longest accordingly this homeless maiden's time was so divided that her three parts were provided for one after other most beautifully she made her rounds with her little bag from scar to candleston court and thence to master burke rolls at my cottage and back again to scar when moxie could not do without her she would spend perhaps a fortnight at candleston then a fortnight in newton village and after that a month at scar more or less as might be according to the weather and the chances of conveyance at candleston of course she got the best of bodily food as well but lady Bluett made a point of attending especially to her soul not in a sanctimonious way but concerning grace and manners and the love of music and the handling of a knife and fork and all the thousand little things depending on that part of us. And here she was made a most perfect pet and wore very beautiful clothes and so on, but left them all behind and went as plain as a nun to Newton as soon as the time arrived for giving her mind its proper training. Now when her mind was ready to burst with the piles of learning stored in it, and she could not sleep at night without being hushed by means of singing moxie would come from scar to fetch her and scold both the master and bunny well for the paleness of delushy's face and end by begging their pardon and bearing the child away triumphantly with watkin to carry the bag for her and then for a month there was play and sea air and rocks to climb over and sand hills and rabbits and wild fowl to watch by the hour and bathing throughout the summer-time and nothing but very plain food at regular intervals of fine appetite so the over-active mind sank back to its due repose and the tender cheeks recovered with kind nature's nursing all the bloom the flowers have because they think of nothing also the lights and feet returned, and the native grace of movement, and the enjoyment of good runs, and laughter unrepressed, but made harmonious by discipline. And then the hair came into gloss, and the eyes to depths of brightness, and all the mysteries of wisdom soon were tickled out of her. This was the life she had been leading now for some six years or more, and being of a happy nature she was quite contented in the boat i did my utmost that day to examine her as to all her recollections of her early history but she seemed to dwell upon nothing now except the most trifling incidents such as a crab lifting up the cover one day when old davy was boiling him or dutch being found with a lot of small dutches and nobody knew where they came from she had no recollection of any boat or even a coroner's inquest and as to papa and mamma and brothers she put her hand up to her beautiful forehead to think and then wondered about them having cleverly brought you thus to a proper acquaintance with the present situation i really think that you must excuse me from going into all moxie's transports called forth by the sight of me in spite of all that i always say in depreciation of myself i and often mean it to nobody can have failed to gather that my countrymen at large and which matters more my countrywomen take a most kind view of me and it would have been hard indeed if moxie could not find a tear or two And Watkin now was a fine young fellow, turned of twenty-some time ago, straight as an arrow and swift as a bird, but shy as a trout in a mountain stream. From a humble distance he admired Miss Delushy profoundly, and was ever at her beck and call, so that, of course, she liked him much, but entertained a feminine contempt for such a fellow. End of chapter 51